The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Good morning again, everybody. Um, Last week, we looked at turning to God. And Pastor Kunle did an amazing, amazing job. And um, we give God all the praise and glory. If you missed last week, you want to get it on YouTube. Today, we are looking at turning the tide. Turning the tide. And the story that we are using is the story that was read um, to us. The story of Jehoshaphat um, in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles 20. Now, we see from that story that the tide was against Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, of Jerusalem, and they, they needed a miracle. Do you need a miracle today? This month, the miraculous May, you will experience the God of miracles in the mighty name of Jesus you're saying, Pastor, I don't need a miracle. Um, everything has been good. Praise God for you. <laughs> Praise God for that. I will encourage you to get this message because you will need a miracle. <laughs> Down the line. Because you're going to live long enough. Second Chronicles 21. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Muites. <laughs> came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. I mean, Jehoshaphat was the king of, of Jerusalem. I mean, single, one, small nation. We had the, the, the children of Mo, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Muites, three to one. So the question is, have you ever felt that everything is against you? You've come to the right service today because God will empower you as he shows you how to turn the tide in your favor. So how do you face incredible odds? We can learn a lot from Jehoshaphat. These three nations came against him, but he won. Through God, he got a miracle. So what is usually your first reaction when you get um, news like this, that people have ganged up against you, the nations have surrounded you? What is usually our first reaction? The same reaction many times with Jehoshaphat in verse 2. It says, some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Azon Tama, Azizon Tama. That is Engedi. Alarmed. Jehoshaphat was alarmed. And many times, when we see that the odds are stacked up against us, we are alarmed. Many times we panic. Many times we are afraid. But God is saying to you today, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. And so we're going to see seven things that you need to do 
to turn the tide in your favor when you are faced with incredible odds. Seven things you need to do. We see the seven here in the life of Jehoshaphat. Are you ready? Number one, the first thing you need to do when you are faced with incredible odds and you need to turn the tide in your favor, you need to, number one, tune in to God. You need to tune in to God. Second Chronicles 23 to 4. Second Chronicles 23 to 4. It says, Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. That's huge. That's big. Jehoshaphat resolved. He made up his mind. You need to make up your mind to tune into God. You need to make up your mind enough of being wishy-washy, enough of being tossed here and tossed there. You need to make up your mind to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed the fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. We are fasting. We are going to experience the turning point. Are you fasting? If you are not, I mean, this just repent immediately and begin to, to fast. Because the tide is going to turn in our favor. In the name of Jesus, the tide is turning in your favor in the name of Jesus. So he inquired of the Lord, what do you do when alarmed? What do you do when alarmed? What do you do? What do you call? What do you do? Jehoshaphat is teaching us an amazing lesson. Tuning to God. Tuning to God. Because the starting point, when you want the tide to turn in your favor, is to set your heart and tune into God. Set your heart and tune into God. This fast, our fast, and we've been praying, we've been praising. The fast is going to, we're going to pivot this week, and we're going to begin to have daily vigils. I want to encourage you to tune into God. Tune into God. We are going to resume our full vigils, <laughs> you know, our full mini vigils from 11 to 3. Tune into God. Make up your mind that you will attend every vigil from Monday. Tune into God. You see, some things you cannot outsource. You have to show up. Some battles will come to your doorstep and you must rise up to the occasion. Tune in to God. So Monday by 11 p.m., we're going to be here in church. Tuning in to God. Ah, the tide is going to turn in your favor. In the name of Jesus, the tide is going to turn in your favor. So the first thing that Jehoshaphat did was that he tuned into God. Tune into God, my brother. Tune into God, my sister. Number two, the second thing he did after setting his heart and tuning into God is to pray. 
You see, when you have come, take the vigils for instance, you have come to the vigil, you are there, you are here already, you are tuning in to God, you need to pray. So it's possible to come into God's presence and still live without engaging and live without praying, without really praying. Pray. We're going to pray. Pray. Second Chronicles 23-4 says, Then King Jehoshaphat went and stood before them and prayed aloud. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. You're saying, but pastor, I'm so confused. You need to pray. Pastor, I'm so, I'm so afraid. But you need to pray. I just don't know what to expect. I don't know if God is going to answer me. Then you need to learn how to pray like Jehoshaphat prayed. I mean, this is huge. If you're not sure your prayer is going to be effective, learn from what is written in the Bible and you will see clearly the answers to your prayers. You need to learn to pray the way Jehoshaphat did. Jehoshaphat asked three questions, three pivotal questions in his prayer. Verse 6, Jehoshaphat said to God, Are you not? Verse 7, he says, Did you not? And verse 12, he says, Will you not? Hmm. It's huge. Are you not? Did you not? Will you not? So let's take them one by one. The first prayer is, are you not? So, you know, many times we have I've, I've, I've heard, I mean, been in church for a while, you know, I've, you know, I grew up in church, I mean, I've been in church for a while, you know. I've heard powerful people, powerful someone say that, remind God who he is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> remind God of who he is. And it's, it's funny, it's interesting, you know, because we, when we look at this passage of scripture, it, we think Jehoshaphat is reminding God of who he is, but actually, actually, God has not forgotten who he is. No, he hasn't. Think about it. So, Jehoshaphat was actually reminding himself about who God is by telling God who he is. That's what's going on here. So, you remind yourself who God is. Verse 6 says, are you not, are you not, are you not the God who is in heaven? Are you not the one that rules over the kingdom of the nations? Are you not the one whose power and might are in his hands? Are you not the one who speaks and it is established? Are you not the one? So when you, when you start by saying, are you not you are saying to God, are you not? You are not reminding him. You are actually elevating your consciousness to who he actually is. Hmm. You are elevating your own consciousness. You are reminding yourself of who God actually is. You see, some people have what they call the goldfish memory. They, they forget they forget. God has done amazing things for them. They forget. Whenever there's trouble, it's as if they're starting from ground zero. Every time. You see, there's no point. If you, if you have a walk with God, and, and every time you have trouble, you cannot leverage on the faithfulness of God and say to God, are you not the one? 
that parted the Red Sea. That's why God will say to the children of Israel, raise a memorial, raise a memorial, speak to your children, tell them, this is what the God of your fathers did, of your, or you, this is what they did, this is what he did, this is how he rescued you. This is so that when your children have problems, they are not starting from ground zero. They can call on the memory of the faithfulness of the God of their fathers. Oh, hallelujah. I pray that you will train your children and tell them the faithfulness of God in your life. That they can say, the God of my father, Ulufebe Munei, did this and did that and did this and stand on your shoulder when it's time for battle. That is what Jehoshaphat did here. Are you not? So a lot of people have the goldfish memory. In other words, God has done amazing things in your life, in the past. But as soon as there's a problem, you forget everything God has done. People begin to talk like, as if they are crazy. They begin to say, God, I have abandoned me. Oh, I have prayed. Is it fasting? Why I did it for you? Can you let this happen to me? No! No! The king of Judah is teaching us here, that is Jehoshaphat, how to engage. Are you not? Are you not? So you be like David. You are confronted with Goliath. You say, the God that dealt with the lion. The lion came. Boom, I killed it because God strengthened me. The bear came, I killed it because God strengthened me. You are going down. You uncircumcised Philistine. You are going down in the name of Jesus. You see, you are reminding yourself about who God is. This God that is on your side. You are not starting from ground zero, perplexed and wondering. You are saying... The God of my fathers, the God of my grandmother, the God of my mother. You are, you, are, you are calling upon. That's why you will see God is a generational God. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. The Abra- I, I, Isaac did not start from ground zero. Jacob, Israel did not start from ground zero. They can call on the God of their, of, of their spiritual heritage. Are you not? Remind yourself who God is, what he has done for you. Chronicle the things he has done for you. Have your own book of chronicles. This happened. God did this. God did that. God did this. God did that. God did Before you are done, you're, you are ready. <laughs> you are ready. You know, you are ready. You are ready. You are ready. So, are you not? The second question he asked is, did you not? <laughs> Remind yourself what God has done. What God has done. Did you not? Similar to are you not, but focusing on what he has done. Are you not is focusing on who he is? Did you not? Oh God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of the land before the people of Israel and gave it forever for the descendants of Abraham, your friend, did you not? So by the time you combine, are you not? With did you not? You've elevated your own consciousness. You are 
in that place where you can believe God for the impossible. And the third question he asked is, he now said to God, do it again. <laughs> and on Sunday, the 22nd of May, 2022, God will do it again. Now ask God to do it again. Verse 12, will you not? Oh God, will you not judge them? Will you not do it again? Will you, you did it when you parted the Red Sea, when the inhabitants of the land were taken out for your people, will you not do it again? God will do it again. You healed in the past. Will you not do it again? God will do it again. Hallelujah. You see, that's why when you engage God like Jehoshaphat did, you are going to turn the tide. The tide will turn in your favor. And that's the way to pray for a miracle. So when you need to turn the tide, number one, tune into God. Number two, pray. Number three, admit you need help. Admit you need help. Second Chronicles 20, 12 says, Oh God, oh our God, Will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. Woo! Awesome! Do you feel you are outnumbered? Do you feel that you have been ganged up against? Do you feel there are just so many people that are against you? You're in good company. You're in the company of miracles. <laughs> God is going to do a miracle in your life in the name of Jesus. He says, well, we have no power of our own. You have to say to God, I have no powers of my own. I have no powers of my own. Holy Spirit, I look up to you. Help me. I have no powers of my own. Because you will never have a miracle in your life until you first realize you need a miracle. <laughs> you will not have a miracle. The reason people don't have miracles is because they don't realize that, they, they, oh, oh, I can handle that. I'll do this in my strength. I'll do that in my strength. I'll do this in my strength. Miracles occur when people say, God, I desperately need a miracle. That's when miracle happens. Miracle happens when people say, God, I desperately, desperately need a miracle. Many of us, we, we are too full of ourselves. Oh, you mean I should come and pray? Uh, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. When you need a miracle, then you will begin to get a miracle. So number one, to turn the tide, tune into God. Number two, to turn the tide, you pray. Number three, to turn the tide, you admit you need help. Number four, focus on God and not your problems. Focus on God and not the problem. Second Chronicles 20, 12c. Second Chronicles 20, 12c says, we do not know what to do, but 
Our eyes are on you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Problem with many people is that they focus on the problem rather than focusing on the Lord. They focus on the problem rather than focusing on the Lord. That's what, when you spend time to pray, when you, particularly with other believers, as we're going to do at the videos, it forces your focus to shift from your problems to the Lord. You move away from your problems to the Lord. And many times we are focused on the news, what, what the news media is saying, all the bad news. Oh, Russia is bombing Ukraine. Oh, the cost of fuel skyrocketed. Oh, exchange rate has hit. Oh, this. But what is, what is the Lord saying? What is God saying? You need to focus on God and not on current affairs. It's because, like someone said, I mean, Curitain Boom said, if you look at the world, you will be distressed. Oh yeah. If you look within, you will be depressed because all you can see is your failures, your weakness, your, you know, tiredness, anger, bitterness. You'll be distressed. If you look at Christ, you will be at rest. Beautiful. So that just sums up this aspect of focus on God. If you look at the world, you will be distressed. If you look within, you will be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you will be at rest. Second Chronicles 20, 15. Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is God's. It's God's. It's God's. I don't know what is facing you today, what is confronting you today. Don't look at the gigantic enemy or the collaborations or the manipulations because the battle belongs to God. Hallelujah. God is saying to you this morning, the battle is not yours. So God's response to Jehoshaphat is, it's my battle. Oof. It's my battle. What are you facing in your, in your academics, in your health, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your finances, in your mind, spiritually? What, what are you up against? Stop fighting God's battle. God is saying to you, stop fighting my battle. The battle belongs to God. Man, there is, there is nothing that gives peace as much as coming to that, having that revelation that the battle belongs to God. The battle belongs to God. See, many times when we've tried things in our, our, with our own strength and arms and, you know, we've tried to hold things down and then we say to God and things fall apart and we say to God, oh God, I failed you. I'm sorry I failed you. And God says... No, you didn't fail me. Says, oh, but, but God, I let you down. Says, but no, you didn't let me down. Says, what do you mean I didn't let you down? Says, because you were not holding me up. <laughs> you were not holding God up. You can only let down the person you are holding up. You are not holding God up. 
It's the battle belongs to God. You don't hold God up. He holds you up. You don't have God in your hands. He has you in his hands. So focus on God and not on the problem. The battle belongs to God. The battle is the Lord's. Hallelujah. So what do you do when you are faced with a big challenge? You need a miracle. How do you turn the tide? Number one, you tune in to God. Number two, you pray. Number three, admit you need help. Number four, you focus on God and not the problem. Number five, what do you do when you need to turn the tide in your favor? What do you do? Number five, you get some help. You get some help. You know, sometimes you just need to get help. You need to get help. You know, you, we, we are not islands. We are not Rambo. We are not one-man riot squad. <laughs> we need to get help. Second Chronicles 2013. Second Chronicles 2013 says, All the men of Judah, everybody say all the men, all the men of Judah with their wives, everybody say with their wives and children and little ones stood before the Lord. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. Jehoshaphat mobilized everybody. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. You need to get help. Get all the support you can get. Don't face incredible odds on your own unless you are forced to. Of course, sometimes you have to face certain battles by yourself. But many times you need help. So when you need the tide to turn in your favor, number one, you tune into God. Number two, you pray. Number three, you admit you need help. Number four, you focus on God and not the problem. Number five, you actually go get some help. Number six, you stand firm. You stand firm. You know, one wise man said this. He said, one of the most relaxing days of my life was the day I resigned as the general manager of the universe. <laughs> I realized that the world did not fall apart when I, re when I resigned. <laughs> you know, many of us, we think we are the general manager of the universe. We are running this, running that. If you don't do it, ah, nothing will happen. Who says? Who says? Plenty will happen. You know? <laughs> Relax. You are not the general manager of the universe. There's only one God, and you are not. God is God, and it's not you. Last time I checked, it wasn't you. <laughs> let go and let God. But stand firm. Second Chronicles 2017 says, 2 Chronicles 2017 says, you will not have to fight this battle. Take your position and stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Hallelujah. 
I've seen this over and over and over in my life. Over and over and over. You will not have to fight in this battle. Hmm, Take your position and stand firm. And see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Stand firm. So, Pastor, what is, it, what is it to stand firm? To stand firm is a mental attitude of quiet confidence. To stand firm is a mental attitude of quiet confidence. You are confident in God. You are confident in what God has said and what God will do. <laughs> stand firm. You see, when you take your position in God and stand firm, that's what God requires. You take your position and stand firm. Let God be God. Let God do what he will do. But you have to stand firm. You see, we, we cannot say, oh, let God be God. Oh, God is your battle and we are, we, we are sloppy. We, we can't say, oh, God will prosper us and we are not standing firm. You have to stand firm. You have to stand firm. You can't say God will win this battle and then... Then what? Then I can be jelly. No. Stand firm. Stand firm. Say to your neighbor, stand firm. Okay, let's, let's say it in a way that, you know, we, you understand. Stand well, well. <laughs> stand well, well. You understand that one? Stand well, well. Just stand firm. Don't be shaking. Don't be intimidated. Don't let anybody harass you. Don't let anybody try to confuse you. Don't let anybody sell you lies. Stand firm. Stand firm. You see, what I've learned from experience is this. It is never God's will for me to run from a difficult situation. Hmm. You know, many of us, when we see difficult situations, we won't take the other exit. Listen. The carryover is waiting for you in front. It is never God's will for you to run from a difficult situation. Say, but pastor, I don't have power. I don't have strength. Exactly. In fact, you're a candidate for a turnaround. Why? Because God wants you to rely on his strength. Every difficult situation should reveal a side of God to you that you've never experienced before. So when you stand firm and allow God to be God, he says you will not have to fight in this battle. You will not have to fight in this battle. You will not have to fight in this battle. You will not have to fight. You will not have to, have to fight in this battle, says the Lord. You will not have to fight in this battle. Stand firm. Don't run. Don't run. So, so, what do I stand firm on? Of course, if I'm standing firm, I must stand firm on, on something that is firm, that is solid. You know, what do I stand firm on? I'll show you. Second Chronicles 20:20. Second Chronicles 20:20 says, "Listen to me, Judah, and people of Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe His prophets, and you will prosper." You will be successful. So you stand on who God is, on his character. You stand on the character of God. Give me an example, Pastor. Simple. It is impossible for God to lie. That's an example. That's the character of God. It is impossible. If God says, Olufemi, I've loved you with an everlasting love. What does everlasting mean? 
from lie-lie to lie-lie. That's what, from forever to forever. Everlasting love. So you stand on the character of God. This is God. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's the first thing. Second thing is that it says, believe is prophet and you will be successful. So what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, does it mean you should go for um, Woli, looking for Woli? No, 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 no. Stop all that. Stop all that. However, God says, despise not prophecies. God has spoken to you. God, you've heard God. Many of you have heard God even this morning through the word of God that is coming out to you. You've heard God. Hold on to it. God has said you are limitless all the way. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. God, God has said you are lifted. Hold on to it. That word has not expired. Do you know? Light has come to your life. You know that, that word has not expired. The word of God does not expire. It doesn't expire. So stand on the word of God. And you say, okay, pastor, um, um, I, I, I don't remember any of such. But you have the Bible. The Bible is a sure word of prophecy. It has over 7,000 prophecies concerning you and I. Stand on the word of God. So you stand on who God is, then you stand on what God says. The word of God. It's beautiful. So for me to turn the tide, you, you can feel that the tide is turned already. It's turning and turned in Jesus' name. You can feel it, can't you? I can. <laughs> you know, you know. For you to turn the tide, for the tide to turn in your favor, number one, you must tune into God. Number two, you must pray. Number three, you must admit you need help. You must admit you need help. Number four, you must focus on God and not the problem. Number five, get some support. Number six, stand firm, stand well, well. And number seven, thank God in advance. Thank him in advance. Second Chronicles 2021. 20, I mean, it's so beautiful. Second Chronicles 2021, 20, it says, Jehoshaphat appointed men who sang to the Lord. What's going on here? They were going for battle. And Jehoshaphat said, wait, wait, wait. The, the soldiers, the, the, the elite soldiers, they're not going to go ahead. The, 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 the snipers, the infantry, the, all of them, all the tanks, they're not going to go ahead. They're not going to send 40 kilometers of tank <laughs> and, and armory ahead. Like Russia did, we are going to send the choir, true worshippers. You are going to be in front. <laughs> in front, you are not afraid of bullets because you have the shield of God's glory. You are going to be in front. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. He appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him because God has said, You will not have to fight in this battle. So, it's a very smart guy. God didn't tell him what to do. God, God didn't tell him to put singers. Because he just figured it out. That, well, we had better just be praising God. <laughs> and as they went out at the head, as they went out at the head of the army, they went out ahead of the army. See what's going on there. 
Jehoshaphat put the choir front, then the soldiers behind, saying, we are going to thank God in advance for the victory. We are going to thank God. Are you going to thank God? This video, of course, we are going to pray, but we are going to be doing a lot of thanking God in advance for the turning point that will happen on the 22nd of May, 2022. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are going to be thanking God. We are going to be thanking Him. We are going to be thanking you, Him. And, and guess what? What, are, what, are, what were they singing? They were just singing, For the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever for the lord is good for the lord is good for the lord is good and his mercies endure forever for the lord is good and his mercies endure forever For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. From light light to light light. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. So they were going. The soldiers were behind with their guns, if they had guns back then, with their weapons. And the choir was singing, For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercy forever. If you want to understand, I mean, more vivid, try and imagine Ukraine. As Russia has teamed up with the separatists and there are other nations that are backing them behind. I don't want to mention their names. <laughs> you know? Imagine Ukraine, they are firing rockets and Ukraine put out their choir instead of the people running and be shelled, and they are shouting, for the Lord is good. That's crazy. That just, that just doesn't make sense. That was what was going on here. For the Lord is good. Amor tanks are rolling in. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endure forever. For the Lord is good. So the question to you is that, when are you going to start thanking God for that situation? When are you going to start thanking God? When? When are you going to start thanking God? Are you going to join us at these vigils? Are you going to join us at this season and begin to say, For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercies endure forever. Are you going to be sleeping? For the, the Lord, Lord is good, and His mercy endure forever. What, what's it going to be? 
What's it going to be? You see three clear results from what they did here. So the first thing that happened here was that they had resounding victory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will have resounding victory. As you raise up your voice and thank God in advance, you will have resounding victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 22 says, As they began to sing and praise, For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercy The Lord sent ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah and they were defeated in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As you raise up your voice to praise God and to thank him, God will send ambushes, ambushment against your enemies, against every Ammon, every Moab, every Mount Seir in the name of Jesus and they will be totally defeated in the name of Jesus. The Lord the Lord, the Lord, turn around, cause there to be resounding victory. That's the first thing you should expect. Come Sunday, the 22nd of May, 2022, you should expect resounding victory. Number two, you should expect abundant blessings, abundant blessings. Verse 25 and 28 says, So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off the plunder. <laughs> who, who, who fought who was carrying plunder? That's how it is with God. God's victory, our blessings. Jehoshaphat and his men went off to carry the plunder. There's no, there's no humility to say, Oh God, there's no need. We don't want to touch the plunder. We are good. No, 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 no. Go and carry the plunder. And they found among them great amount of equipment and clothing and articles of value more than they could carry away. Wow. It took them three days. Three solid days. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the blessings will just be yafu yafu. Yafu yafu. You'll just be packing. I'm packing, I'm packing. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka. Do you know what Baraka means? The valley, Baraka means blessings. Bless, Baraka, blessings in Hebrew. Where they praised the Lord. This is why today it is called the valley of Baraka, the valley of blessings. You are moving into abundant blessings in the name of Jesus. You are going to enter into Baraka in the name of Jesus. Abundant blessings in the name of Jesus. So, do you want to live in the valley of blessings? Don't miss out this season the first resounding victory the second abundant blessing the third thing that you should expect is total peace total peace total peace 
Some of you have seen a lot of battle in your life. For the rest of your life, till you see Jesus, you are going to experience total peace in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the promise of God for you and for me in the name of Jesus. You have the battles, he said to me, the battles you have seen is enough. From here henceforth, you are going to experience total peace. Do you receive it? I receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it in Egypt. Verse 29, it says, And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. In the name of Jesus, your God will give you rest on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat, put your name there, and the kingdom of Olufemi Munei, and the kingdom of was at peace, for his God, my God, has given me rest on every side. Your God will give you rest on every side. Hallelujah. Are you excited about the turning point? I'm totally, totally excited. It's turned in your favor. It's turned in your favor. Do you receive it? So, from Jehoshaphat, we learned that number one, to turn the tide. Tune to God. Tune into God. Number two, you pray. You pray. And that is why at vigils we are tuning into God. We are praying. Number three, you admit you need help. At the video, we are going to admit we need help. Number four, you focus on God and not on your problem. Of course, that's what we are going to do. Then number five, you get some support. We all are going to come together and link hands together. Number six, you stand Gidigba. You stand well, well. You stand firm. And number seven, you thank God in advance. You thank him for the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure forever. And these three results will be your portion. You will experience resounding victory. You will have abundant blessings. You will have total peace. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good, for the Lord is good, and, and His mercies endure forever. For the Lord is good, and His mercies endure forever. If you're saying, Pastor, I want to experience resounding victory, abundant blessings, and total peace. I want to surrender my life to Jesus because without Jesus, you don't have resounding victory. You are not assured of abundant blessings and you're definitely not assured of total peace. Say, Pastor, that is me wherever you are. In the auditorium, if you are online, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hand now over your head. Lift it up. Keep the hands up. If you're in the auditorium, they're going to give you a card. If you're online, once you put up that hand, you can put it down back. If you're in the auditorium, wait until you get a card. Put the hand up. Wait until you get a the card. Then you can put it down back. The happy you take over from here. You've heard the word of God yourself. If you're here, you want to give your life to Christ, raise up your hand and receive a card right now. If you know indeed that you want to experience I mean, a resounding victory, abundant blessings, and total peace. This 
promises for those that have yielded to God. So if you are here, you want to yield to God, just raise up your hand wherever you are right now and receive that card and just put your hands back as soon as you receive it. So let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We are grateful. Thank you for your word that has come forth. Thank you for your children, those that are committing to you. We ask in the name of Jesus that you accept everyone in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we pray that the words we have heard today, we will put it to use in our lives. And indeed, we will experience resounding victory, abundant blessing, and total peace to the praise and glory of your name. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's put our hands together for the Lord.